0: hey everyone david kern here just wanted to let you know that this episode of the daily poem is sponsored by an exciting new book from the cersei press it's called legends of the round table if you love arthuriana you know how hard it can be to find accessible child-friendly collections of your favorite tales a few years ago cersei set out to make just such a collection so you don't have to they took the most loved tales in the most beautiful language and added discussion questions to enable read-alouds or personal contemplation. Grab your copy of this beautiful collection of Arthurian tales for all ages to bring chivalry, valor, and feasting into your home this summer. Learn more about it on their website, searcyinstitute.org books, or by clicking the link in the show notes. And with that, here's today's episode. Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Heidi White. And today is Thursday, June 15th. Today's poem is by Theodore Rettke, and it's called Moss Gathering. I'll read it once and offer a few comments and then read it one more time. Moss Gathering To loosen with all ten fingers held wide and limber And lift up a patch, dark green, The kind for lining cemetery baskets, Thick and cushiony, like an old-fashioned doormat. The crumbling small hollow sticks on the underside mixed with roots and wintergreen berries and leaves still stuck to the top. That was moss gathering. But something always went out of me when I dug loose those carpets of green or plunged to my elbow in the spongy yellowish moss of the marshes. And afterwards I always felt mean, jogging back over the logging road as if I had broken the natural order of things in that swampland, disturbed some rhythm, old and of vast importance, by pulling off flesh from the living planet, as if I had committed, against the whole scheme of life, a desecration." Theodore Rettke lived from 1908 to 1963. He was an American poet. He lived in Michigan. Uh, he was very influential in American poetry. He won the Pulitzer Prize, the National Book Award, uh, and he had a profound influence on his own generation that continues today. Retke was the son of a market gardener who owned a 25-acre greenhouse in Saginaw, Michigan. Uh, Rettke spent much of his childhood around plants. In 1923, at age 14, uh, his uncle, who owned the gardening business with his father, uh, committed suicide. And his father died that same year of cancer. And both of those losses, as you can imagine, marked young Theodore very deeply. So from a young age, Retke knew the juxtaposition of life and death, the cycles of growth, decay, and renewal of gardening, Uh Mixed with this shattering loss of his father and uncle and the subsequent events of his life, uh, which, of course, were a more existential and permanent form of that same cycle of growth, decay, and renewal. Uh, His poetry reflects this very often. Uh, Retke is a very introspective poet, uh, and his poetry often dwells on how the natural world sparks internal thoughts and feelings. This poem, Moss Gathering, does just that. Uh, The narrator is gathering mosses for a funeral basket. And there we have a very powerful image at the core of this poem of the strange meeting of thriving life with this growing and flourishing moss. And inevitable death, uh, the presence of death that marks this gathering experience. Uh, To gather plants is to kill them. Thus, a funeral arrangement of flowers and mosses is at once an admixture of life and death. Again, that same manifestation of growth, decay, and renewal. Uh, Note the vivid descriptive language in this poem, which is another characteristic of Rutge's poetry. Uh, The moss is thick and cushiony, the spongy, yellowish moss into which he plunges his elbows— And as I read this poem, I always find I want to touch the moss myself. And I often cause to mind memories of touching plants and gathering plants in nature and how that felt. Uh, It creates a sensory experience in the reader. But the poem also describes a sense of shame that the narrator feels about disrupting the natural order and causing death. He says, afterwards, I always felt mean pulling off flesh from the living planet. I don't know about you, but I have felt this. I grow cutting flowers in my greenhouse, but I hate cutting them because I know I'm killing them. Zooming out, Retke has written not just a personal and introspective poem, but an ecological one. This is a relatively recent thematic phenomena in world poetry. Before the Industrial Revolution in the 18th century, poetry assumed and celebrated the defining nature of the natural world on human experience. But with the advent of industrial life, humans began to disrupt, dominate, and destroy nature at an unprecedented and unsustainable level. So poets began to write about the human takeover of what was once called, say, woods or rivers or moss, uh, and were now called natural resources and appropriated by capitalism, which was now called progress. So a new tradition of ecological poetry was born and Retke finds himself in a position that many of us relate to. He both loves nature while at the same time inflicting damage on it. And thus, the poem simultaneously invites us as readers to love the moss and to mourn for it. So here it is again, Moss Gathering by Theodore Rettke. To loosen with all ten fingers held wide and limber and lift up a patch, dark green, the kind for lining cemetery baskets thick and cushiony, like an old-fashioned doormat, the crumbling, small, hollow sticks on the underside mixed with roots, and wintergreen berries and leaves still stuck to the top. That was moss gathering. But something always went out of me when I dug loose those carpets of green, or plunged to my elbow in the spongy, yellowish moss of the marshes, and afterwards I always felt mean— jogging back over the logging road, as if I had broken the natural order of things in that swampland, disturbed some rhythm, old and of vast importance, by pulling off flesh from the living planet, as if I had committed, against the whole scheme of life, a desecration. This has been The Daily Poem. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support the show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm Heidi White. Until next time, happy reading.